I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi. Hello. Oh, I'm so glad I'm, I'm able to meet with you today. Thank you. My name is Alexis. I'm recording on my phone and then I'm also going to start recording on the Zoom. Is that okay with you? Okay. Okay. Oh. Recording in progress. Okay. I'm on a call with Alexandra today, March 1st, a bit after 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's 10 p.m. in Ukraine. We were connected on Facebook Messenger early this afternoon, and after Alexandra finished, quote, coordinating information spreading about the war, she was able to meet with me to participate in our Ukrainian Experiences series here on DC Radio. And if you could start by uh, saying your full name or as much as you feel comfortable. Yes, yes. Uh, my name is Alexandra Osipova. I'm from Ukraine, uh, from Kyiv, and now I left Kyiv yesterday, and now I'm in Ivano-Frankivsk, it's a small town, small city in Ukraine. How long did you live in Kyiv? Um, six years. In, in... Two, 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 two years I lived in Lviv, and after that I'm going to Kyiv, yeah, I went to Kyiv. Mm. And you live there with your husband and your dog? Yes, with uh, my husband, his daughter, and our dog has uh, <laughs> slept. Yeah. I'm running I'm with dogs to shelter a lot of time. We, I don't know, three, three bomb shelter. Yeah, we visited three bomb shelter in different place. And uh, today was two air alarms <laughs> and we're going to bomb shelter sit and waiting and uh, when I left Kiev we are going to small town where I live my brother it's uh, 25 kilometers from Kiev and 
uh, near us was bombed, uh, like airport, small airport. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. I really understand uh, sounds of different bombs. Mm-hmm. You're noticing the sounds of the different bombs now. It's becoming. It's never settling. I'm sure. Uh, I spent night uh, and uh, underground parking. It uh, was the uh, worst night in my life. It's very scared. Yeah, yeah. I could, I could empathize with that. And we are going, waiting here. I'm trying, don't crying because I'm a driver, but uh, the whole time I'm crying. And then when you were crying, what do you think all your emotions were coming from? Was it the, the fear of the bombs or having to leave your home or? Together, it's all together, and uh, uh, the whole time I read some news, and now I understand that I'm in a safe place, but a lot of people not, and they now sit in bomb shelters, and it's very difficult emotionally. Uh, understand that yes, I do something and create some information support, but I'm not sure that it's enough and maybe I can do more. Yeah. I have some uh, panic attack. I can't breathe, can't eat. And uh, we have chats uh, with uh, psycholog- psychological support. And there are some tips, what you need, breathe, like nose, mouth. And uh, after that, concentrate in some, some things in the room or in the place, some like colors or something else to concentrate. It's really support, it's helped me. <laughs> yes, but it's like after two or three hours, I can breathe normally. Mm-hmm. And how did you access this psychological support? How did you know yes. about it? How, how did you get connected? To these- uh, we, we have uh, Telegram channels. We have phone numbers. And uh, I'm planning today call to my psychologist. Uh, it's like free seance. Uh, she talk to people if you need in any times and like uh, support yes so, so, so support for everyone and uh, uh, now the whole people connect into each other and help and uh, if you can do something you do it okay. and, and it seems like those tips have been really useful for you in helping you try to ground yourself and be present and decrease the anxiety attacks or the shortness of breath that you experience when you get overwhelmed. Were you familiar with the psychological services or tips that they're giving you before this happened? Or is this, are these all new skills that you're learning right now while you're going through this? Oh no, it's like just now. <laughs> there, there's a lot going on out there. So your mind and body are having a very natural reaction to very abnormal circumstances you know, yes. to, to yes. crisis. And I really appreciate you being open about, about the emotional impact that this is having on you and, and the tearfulness and the fear that you're experiencing are all very natural given what's happening around you. It, it sounds like you were experiencing some guilt because you were able to leave, leave the city, but it sounds like you're also thinking about everyone who's still there. 
And yes, yes. How do you work through that? It's very compassionate of you, but I'm sure it's a lot. It's a, I'm sure it's a burden to carry. Yes, I, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I thinking about it the whole time. Yeah. It sounds like you're doing everything you can to try to um, challenge the propaganda that's going on and to try to educate the people of Russia so they understand that this is not anything that Ukraine is open and willing and trying to engage in, but simply just trying to protect themselves from the invasion. Very interesting nuance. I'm from Crimea. My home occupied eight years. I left home to another city to live and after Lviv to Kiev. And now I left my home second time. This place twice in your life when you're trying to build a home. Yes. And this time I'm sure that uh, we win this war and uh, come back to our home. But some people haven't home because it's uh, bombed. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Can you um can you describe to us what it's like where you're at now? Are you in a house or now I with my family, with my husband, with our dogs, with my brother, his family, in a flat of my colleagues. I never see. Uh, him before. Uh, I'm typing in our chat uh, that I left Kiev and I need some some house, uh, maybe some hostels or other place uh, where we can uh, stand with uh, my family. And uh, now we he's in his flat. Uh, uh, it's uh, not very comfortable, but uh, it's the best variant now. How about your family? How is your... Uh, my, my, my parents uh, in Crimea. Yeah. Uh, mom crying the whole time. We speaking every day. Uh, my friend, uh, I visited my mom, they crying together. My father trying to be strong and uh, support me, support my brother. He don't ready left Crimea because it's his home. And uh, before before the war, I wanted my parents uh, left Crimea, but father say no. I I stand here because it's my home, and uh, any occupant can. Uh, take my home and it's very difficult because now Crimea closed zone and I can't visit them I can now we have internet and we can speak but I'm sure that uh, this is possible after some time I don't know because now Kharkiv without internet some region without light I'm sure we the whole time have a small backpack with water, with all documents and ready run or ready going to another place, going to 
we not sure that tomorrow we need be uh, going to border with brother nieces mm-hmm. at 10 and 8 years old mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like uh, you you now just now and you don't know anything about your about your future mm-hmm. about future uh, we don't work <laughs> we we think about our economy we thinking about our company but just now one of my client uh, typing for me i have small business uh, she have online business and her husband uh, don't work in online he has another business and she we never speaking earlier uh, she typing me oh Uh, if you can, if something uh, was wrong with me, can you with my can you help my husband continue online business because it's only one business what we have now. And yes, uh, I support. I hope everything will be okay. But they now in Kiev, and I understand her very well because uh, when I was in shelter in Kiev, I type in my friends uh, that. He support my parents. He support uh, my husband, daughter. If something, uh, it's like you worried that you can die. It. That sounds like um, you and your friends while you were in the shelters in Kiev were making arrangements to make sure that your loved ones were safe and well and able to function if anything happened to you. So at that point, you're. you're forced to think about your own mortality and how people would survive without you being there. And you're reaching out to each other to try to get some assurance that your loved ones will be able to continue to survive and and thrive after this war is over. Is that right? It's not easy. And I'm sure that you never can be ready for this. Because we understand that maybe it's we're waiting for this, but uh, you never think that it really happened. Yeah. yeah. There's only so much preparing you could do in, in your mind and your practices, but actually living it, living out of a backpack, living on high alert, not knowing what's going to happen in the next moment. That's incredibly disturbing. Uh-huh. And now uh, I'm thinking that I'm not sure that it's really true. That's really, it's all true. That some bad dream. Yeah. What What is it like for you to sleep and then and then to wake up to this new reality? Yes, yes, yes. You, you don't understand. We when we sleep, the whole time listening some sounds. Listening alarms, listening uh, bombs, because it's like burn. So you cannot, there is no rest. It's just constant vigilance of what's happening around you. And it's loud and chaotic. How the kids are doing? How, how you're... They reading, play some games. We support them and he everything okay. 
you need sit here. If some arms uh, we need running, they have small backpack, and they know that we need running. We together running. After that, okay, everything okay. You can play. Uh, I think they don't understand this. All it's all when we went home. We no, we can't went home now. It's not safe. And they oh okay uh, tomorrow. <laughs> we haven't when we can back home. And and what's that like for you to interact with the children? As it sounds like you're trying to create some calm and some structure for them. And what is it like for you to hear them ask the questions about when they get to go home and and not really grasping the the gravity of of what's happening right now. They know true. Yeah. They understand that Russia attacked us and uh, they understand that so. Because it's important. They try to explain it to them and make sure they understand the reality. Yes, yes, yes. It's it's really important. Then That's in- incredible that you get to be there for them and help them try to navigate this as best as you possibly can and while also trying to take care of yourself and your community and making sure the right information is getting out. I can't work. Uh, uh, now all Ukraine work like uh, I'm in, I, I work in digital sphere, <laughs> like digital marketer. And uh, now we have big information uh, support of our army. Mm-hmm. We create landing page, create some banners and information about what really in our country, uh, because uh, uh, Russian people don't understand and it's really war. And they think that, I don't know, <laughs> some like national conflict or something like this, but mm-hmm. it's not, it's really war. Mm-hmm. And they attack our country, and one of our mission is uh, like communicate to Russian people that it's really war, and that uh, they they need to understand this and to do something like create protests and change uh, the president. Mm-hmm. But uh, they don't understand, and right now it's not the. the his business yeah but we hope how how do you feel your efforts are going do you feel like the work that you and other organizations are doing to try to communicate the reality of what's happening there in ukraine to the russian people do you feel like it's effective i I think now no but we hope because a lot of uh, they have enough information they Troops thinking that they going uh, in Ukraine, and we say hello. We're waiting for you, <laughs> but uh, it's like uh, a lot of propagands, and they think that uh, uh, Kiev, Odessa, Kharkiv, like uh, a Russian city. <laughs> uh, I was wondering if there's a way that our listeners can follow you or, or find those messages and help share them. Yes, yes. What platforms are you using? We use Facebook, Instagram, uh, Google. And in Russia, they have Vkontakte. And 
одноклассники. It's like Russian resource. Mm-hmm. And uh, we use this resource too. Uh, with, uh, no, we haven't this resource in Ukraine, but now we use it uh, to share the, some information. Mm-hmm. And we use organic and advertising, and the whole possible variants, some banners, landings, posts, uh, bloggers. Uh, we try to communicate with bloggers with big uh, audience. Yeah. But as usual, they say, oh, really, we can do it because uh, it's uh, not possible in Russia. Because we, if we will be shared some information about Ukraine, we FSB. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like police uh, in Russia mm-hmm. going to people who share some information mm-hmm. and arrest them. Mm-hmm. And they really... Yes, they like, oh, we can do it. We have the bombs, uh, people diet, and but they scared that uh, they can be arrested. The passing of information seems to be so critical to this war here. And you're doing everything you can to try to connect with Russians, even popular bloggers trying to get through various social media platforms. And sometimes you hit a barrier because they're afraid of being arrested for the truth. Yes. (laughs) Oh, really, we support you. But what we can do, we can nothing. Visit home. Very interesting variant, very popular. Mm -hmm. Is that when some bomb civil it's not russian it's uh, america wow. it's very popular if or our army or if there's army <laughs> wow. it's not russian army and they really believe in it I, I can imagine that would be so incredibly i think i don't know if frustrating is a, is a strong enough word but like maybe infuriating that you're here living this experience and you're getting pushback on your lived experience of reality. When you try to talk to people in Russia, it's just... They have another reality. They live in propaganda and they like... Very interesting question. Oh, if fascism, Mm -hmm. why (laughs) they have sanction? Mm. It's really like question from people from Russia. They don't understand why they, why America won the whole Europe, um, create action for Russian because they do writing. Well, they I'm, don't understand. It's like Hitler, second version. Right. And uh, I'm really grateful that at least you and, and throughout Ukraine still has connection to the rest of the world and, and to internet to share your realities with all of us and to be validated in your experiences that yes, this is what's happening and it's not okay. I'm wondering, is there anything that we can do here in the States to, to support you and your family and, and Ukraine and all of your efforts? Anything that our listeners can do? Maybe political pressure and um, uh, economical block of Moscow and you know, Russia. And very important, it's uh, uh, no-fly zone. Mm-hmm. 
because they bombed cities, bombed uh, died child, died woman, mm-hmm. and we need no fly zone. We all care about you and we support you in every way that we can and um, we'll continue to do so until you're all... The protest, it's really good support, emotional support, but political sanctions and it's really what when can support our country, like protest, uh, support people, politics, uh, support country. Um, I'll make sure to share, if it's okay with you, if we could share your social media with our listeners so we can help support you and, and your messages. And then is is there anything else that, that you recommend for us in the States to try to su- support Ukraine? I don't know support us like information medicine uh, block russian economy like don't use anything russian like uh, block uh, everything for them everything they really need to understand that the whole world support us Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for your time. I, I really appreciate you. And I'm going to follow you on social media so we could check in. And I, I really want to make sure that you're feeling safe and or that you're able to maintain your safety and support you along the way. Okay. Okay. From DC Radio, this is Wit and Reason, and I'm Dr. Alexis. Please visit witandreason.com slash DC Radio to access the links Alexandra shared with us and the full length version of this interview. You may also access the full-length interview at soundcloud.com slash dcradiohd. I would also like to encourage you to subscribe to Wit and Reason on Apple Podcasts and YouTube, or follow us on social media at Wit and Reason, because we'll be sharing more interviews with Ukrainians who are determined to connect with you and to share how you can help and support. Let's keep the conversation going. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands, And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.